This is the second episode of Season 2 of the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, in which we'll discuss how family law firms have adapted to operating under COVID-19 with two members of the Woodbury Family Law Firm of Robin Law, PLLC. And we will get started right after this. Welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft, and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebeck, and O'Connell. As I speak, we are in the home stretch of the presidential election cycle, with final polls closing just less than a month away. Minnesota families are still in turmoil over the pandemic, facing many challenges, It seems many of those challenges revolve around school choice. This is not just around which school they will attend, but whether they will attend in person or remote or half and half or whatever the school of their choosing offers. This includes disputes around the health and safety of family members, plus the health and safety of significant others and the extended family. All of these considerations come into play, making family dynamics all the more challenging these days. Under these circumstances, it is fair for us as attorneys to disagree on behalf of our clients. However, we need not be reduced to bickering and personal attacks that have become pervasive in our politics. I do think we can best serve our clients by being first problem solvers and then as needed litigators. My guests for this episode have been opposing counsel to me, ADR customers, and I like to think friends over the many years our paths have crossed. Attorney Jennifer Robin has been practicing law for over 15 years. Paralegal Amanda Rock has been at the firm since 2015. I'd like to welcome our guests. Jennifer and Amanda, I'd like to welcome you to my podcast. Thanks for having us. So it's interesting, we haven't done this before, but to have the attorney paralegal team just to hear how they're approaching operating during the pandemic and now as things seem to be opening up, there's a plan, what you're looking at, what you're considering. Maybe I'll start with Amanda, because we haven't had a paralegal on so far. What have you had to do different during the pandemic? Well, I think work-wise, um, things have been generally the same. I've, I've worked from home in the past, and so that, that's, that was easy to do. The harder part was getting into the new routine and um, dealing with uh, the challenges of being at home with a full house and working from home that way. Um, and the technology part of it um, has been difficult too. For instance, my internet went out and I had to somehow find a new modem on a Sunday um, in order to make sure I could work again on Monday. <laughs> but um, as far as it goes with clients and actually work product, that has not changed much. Jennifer, what have um, you been doing differently? Well, from a technology standpoint, uh, my firm has always embraced um, technology and trying some of the newest and latest uh, things out there to see if they would work for our firm. So as Amanda mentioned, we have worked from home 
before the pandemic occurred. So for me, um, I work from home regularly. It didn't make sense for me, for example, if I had court in the morning to drive back to the office if I was closer to my home, I would just go home and work from home there. So I've been doing that side of it too differently. But one thing that has changed between um, Amanda and I is usually before we have pleadings due or if we have a really important hearing or mediation coming up, Amanda and I would have kind of what I would call a jam session where her and I would meet before the pandemic and discuss the issues, brainstorm ways to approach them, brainstorm things that we want to have in the pleadings, for example. And then Amanda would do a first draft and then I'd review after that. That's changed for us a little bit now that we aren't seeing one another face-to-face. So we would be doing things a lot by phone and by email. Um, And I have to say it's working fine, but I really do miss the in-person contact. Um, Amanda and I have been working together oh, off and on for almost a decade. So um, I miss seeing her in the office and having that in-person interaction. Yeah, I do think it's a lot different. You can just walk down the hall and, you know, pick up something, hand something off and, and chat about something as opposed to kind of the more intentional, you know, needing to schedule a Zoom or a, or a telephone call. So it, I have had had the same experience. My paralegal has been with me a long time and, um, you know, we work well together, but we're not together (laughs) in the same way. So, um, and we did, so both, I have a paralegal and a legal assistant that work with me and both Amanda, uh, my paralegal and the legal assistant live in Wisconsin. So, um, there's a pretty big distance because I live in Egan. So there's a pretty big distance between us, which Zoom is kind of you know, bridging that gap for us. But the problem is um, the legal assistant lives in the country. And so her internet access isn't as great. So when we have tried a Zoom meeting in the past, um, it has cut out a little bit for us. So we aren't getting that interaction um, Mm -hmm. that we typically would have with all of us there together. And it's just, it's not the same when you have the internet cutting in and out um, to really interact and even just have that social component of finding out how are the kids, how is the family, How's the dog? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, I I mean that is such a key. I, I've heard from judges in that judges in Greater Minnesota, um, where the you know the judge themselves may not have great internet connection because that's just the nature of you know not Correct. being in a densely populated area. And then you talk to Brian Hutchison, who has fiber optic optic cable coming into his house in Minneapolis. Um, mm-hmm. They're in a very different position to be able to to, to mm-hmm. do things, and then. The people who are, you know, going to court um, have may have challenged internet connections, so it's it's problem at every level. And yeah, we've we've been lucky. I think all my employees are in the Twin Cities metro area. One's a little bit out, but uh, all with solid internet connections. So hadn't thought of that that piece because we haven't had to deal with that. It's good to think about. And with the restrictions loosening, that's actually something that um, we've talked about because in Wisconsin, there are no restrictions associated with the pandemic anymore, whereas, <laughs> right, here, right. <laughs> whereas here in Minnesota, there still are. So we have discussed how are we going to approach that. Obviously, my business is based in Minnesota, so we're going to follow those restrictions and those guidelines. Um, but it is a difference of approach considering um, my staff is coming from out of state. 
Yeah. I, I know my wife um, works out of their Wisconsin office for her firm, and between their Minneapolis office and the, which they can't go to uh, or couldn't until very recently, and to the uh, Wisconsin office where you know you go out to lunch and you're sitting elbow to elbow mm-hmm. with people at tables, which she is not doing, <laughs> but could be doing. <laughs> very different uh, approach to life there. As long as we're talking about things loosening up, um, you know, there's a lot of big decisions to make uh, for us as attorneys and paralegals about direct contact with clients. And what what are you, I'll ask Jennifer this time first, what what are your plans? Have you thought that where you where you're going? We have put some thought into that. And we have taken some precautionary measures already. Um, I ordered hand sanitizer on behalf of the firm and have mailed that to both my legal assistant and to Amanda so that all of us have a stockpile of hand sanitizer with, of course, the Robin Law logo on it. Um, <laughs> Lovely, and, yes. I also, <laughs> yeah, and I also <laughs> ordered enough so that I am, we were able to give them to clients when they come in um, once that eventually happens. So I did have to meet with one client already um, and I was able to give her a gift of hand sanitizer, which was also a gift for me. So um, we just got the little two ounce bottles. So they're perfect for, you know, your purse yep. or in your car or something like that. So you can bring them with you. So we have already implemented that. Um, I also ordered um, took thermometers for the staff, the touchless kind mm-hmm. that um, Target was offering a deal for businesses. So everyone has that and they can uh, take their temperature before they even decide to come into the office so that they're not making that long trek from Wisconsin to Minnesota without, you know, and then having to turn around if an event they did have a fever. Um, But I'm not too worried about it um, because we are a small office. We are in touch with one another, in contact with one another, I should say. And so we regularly would know if somebody is not feeling well or if they're running a fever, that kind of thing. Um, But the other piece of it is, during this pandemic, I saw an opportunity for the firm to forego a couple months of rent payments. So we actually moved offices during the pandemic um, since we're all working from home right now. Anyway, I was able to save rent payments um, for a couple months here. So nice. um, we're moving into a new office space commencing the beginning of July. So that at that point will be kind of when we are back in the office, so to speak, but the district, or we're still going to keep um, kind of a loose framework. So if someone's not feeling well, or we're not going to have the regular office hours that we used to have, you know, standard 8.30 to 4.30, uh, but we are planning to be back in the office on a limited basis starting basically around the 4th of July. Um, the new office space that we will be in is a co-working environment. So mm. We have a lot of, we have our individual offices, which are locked and of course secure and private, but we do have a lot of opportunities to spread out because there is, there are wide open spaces as well as semi-private spaces available to us at any time as well as conference rooms. So we're going to utilize that a lot to keep space between us and clients to make sure they feel comfortable and we are protected as well. We've bought a plexiglass shield for the front desk. Um, which is definitely wasn't on the <laughs> the radar screen before, and um, yeah, we haven't gotten the individualized bottles. That's a cool idea, but uh, um, yeah, we have not formalized a plan. You know, some of our people are doing very well <laughs> uh, remotely, and that's working fine. I know we do have some clients that really need to meet us in person. Letty uh, Van Ert does estate and probate work, and 
you need to actually sign the will. And so we have had those those things happening. But yeah, it's it's a challenging uh, you know decision and. The, the ideas of you know mediations where you're sitting with someone for you know three six seven hours at a at a day that's where you start getting concerned about exposure so um, exactly are, are you masking while meeting with clients is that a plan or what's what's the thought around that we haven't talked about it a whole lot but I would say yes Amanda is that kind of your thinking that you'd want to do the same yeah I I think so yeah. comfortable with that. It's going to be different. I mean, it, you know, in some ways the, the Zoom videos are better because you can, you know, look someone in the eye and, and see their mouth <laughs> move and <laughs> right. and uh, body language and things like that. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said for, you know, being in the same room and, you know, looking at documents together and working through things. So um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I know we're People are going to be all over the board and how they approach this. So it's it's good to hear you know your perspective. So we're open to being creative to try to come up with things that make people feel comfortable with the process. Because as you know, most people this is the first time they've dealt with an attorney when they're going through a mm-hmm. divorce, and they're under high stress to begin with because of the divorce itself, and then add in a pandemic, and it's your perfect storm. So. We are doing our very best to be as creative and really supportive of the clients because it is all new for them. The pandemic, of course, is new for us as well, but add in that divorce, and that's a a lot for one person to take on. The the problem that we've run into is people being in the house together with the kids while they're talking to their, their attorney, whereas having them have a place to go to and be away from from those listening ears is is one thing, you know, the big benefit, a big benefit of having your office available to clients. So, um, Most definitely. Yeah. Well, that actually makes me think of something because one option would be, I suppose, to have the client come to my office but have them in their own conference room and mm-hmm. I would just stay in my office. So if we do a Zoom meeting, we still have social distancing, but yet they have a private space where their, you know, their spouse or whoever else isn't listening in on right. the conversation. Yeah, I know we're we're doing a Zoom mediation where the client just doesn't have the technology. And so my associate attorney has her office and the client will be in a conference room, you know, nearby and they'll both be on they'll be in the same building, but they'll be on Zoom uh in different spaces. So those are some of the things we're trying um to yeah, just see what works. So well, I, I do want to thank you, too, for, uh, for your time and, and kind of giving us a heads up. This is the first interview I've had as things kind of loosened up and, and heard about, you know, plans uh, for this transition phase. So I appreciate the information. Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you for having us. I really do appreciate hearing how colleagues are weathering the storm. It seems like every call with another attorney includes a brief check-in to see how they're doing And honestly, that's no longer just a nicety. It is serious business we're dealing with. Every cough or sneeze during a telephone call call or Zoom meeting is met with heightened concern. I remember early in the pandemic, I sneezed uh, during a Zoom meeting, and I jokingly said, said, just allergies, and don't have allergies and the other people said is that what we've come to we knew explain our sneezes and coughs and 
that is kind of what it it felt like at the time. Um, we have a lot more information now and and understand a little bit more about how it works, but certainly we are concerned about one another. If you're a new listener to the podcast, uh, please consider subscribing in any of the main podcasting hosts. Most of our listeners come to us through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but we also have a few through Google Podcasts. So please subscribe, but more importantly, if you have a chance, please listen. I learn something from each of these podcasts, and I, I hope you do too. On next week's episode, Attorney Allison Kerr of my firm of Tuft Lock, Jarabek, and O'Connell will discuss COVID, how COVID-19 affected her f- trial, which was her very first trial, I would add. The following week, experienced paralegal Marilyn Hoffies of our office will talk about how the pandemic has affected her work. And three weeks out, financial advisor Kelly Olson will share some advanced tips and techniques around financial advice for clients, plus some tips that I found were particularly relevant to our businesses. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business. 